Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Tonight, we are running one shot, a scenario that is called The Silent Clouder. It was written by John Hook. He originally wrote it for a single player, but we want to see what happens if you use four players. I'm your game master, and this is version two. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. It's Arkham. It's uh, 1925, and the date is April, April uh, 12th. No, it's April uh, 13th. Uh, yesterday was Easter. So there was a nice long weekend where everybody relaxed and had fun. And this morning you are getting ready. You're getting up in the morning and you're getting ready to leave your house and walk into town uh, to your places of work. Um, let's start with uh, Katie Poston. Katie Poston, tell us who you are, how long you've lived here, uh, where you work, and what your mm. job is like. All right. Well, I'm Katie Posen. Catherine's my real name, actually, but call me that, and well, we might have a problem. Um, I've lived here in Arkham my entire life. Uh, not exactly the, from the best side of the tracks, but hey, there's work that's got to be done. I'm the one who does it. It works. Um, not the prettiest girl you'll ever meet, but I can. I have a mean right hook, and I can <clears throat> run faster than you can. I can run faster than you. Uh, let's not talk about that lovely little Glasgow grin across my neck. Uh, uh, that's just the way that you, you know not to mess with me. People don't tend to survive those. I'm tougher than that. That being said, I work in this little office over the general store. Uh, it's my own little piece of paradise. I, uh, enforce bail, shall we say. Uh, People want to jump. I catch them. Cool. Um, Clive Lipton, how about you? Oh, hi there. I'm Clive Lipton, born in uh, Reno, Nevada. And uh, after I did my service, uh, I got out in 1920. And my staff sergeant, Charlie, he uh, hired me as a, as a mechanic at his shop. So I work at CNC's automobile repair shop here in Arkham. I've been here since 1920. And uh, we've just been getting better and better at these, these wonderful machines we got running around the streets nowadays. Time to get to work, I think. Carl? Uh, uh, Carl Huffman. Um, I'm the head librarian at the uh, main branch of the city library. Uh, also, uh, an Arkhamite born and bred, the uh, Houtmans have been in the city environments, environments since uh, at least 1826. Um, I, I did not serve in the Great War uh, because of uh, childhood injury. Um, uh, I, don't know, I um, like to be of service to the people of Arkham, uh, and I also enjoy the company of, of old books more than most folks. And uh, Bart. Uh, I'm Bart Johnson. 
I'm older than most of the folks around here. I'm 80 years young, though. Uh, I own a little antique store, uh, but I spend most of my time chatting and less of my time selling. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these young bucks just got back from Europe, and I, I fought in a war myself 60 years, years before theirs. The Civil War, in fact, on the side of the Union, keeping this country together. And now look at us. We got these young ladies out here trying to keep the streets free of criminals. What have we come to? What have we come to? <laughs> so it's April 13th. Uh, the, the weather is nice. Uh, it's slightly chilly in the morning when you get up. Uh, and it's, it's one of those Arkham days where there's little bits of lingering snow off in the shadows, uh, in the wood stands and so forth. But the city itself is pretty much uh, hustle and bustle most of the day long. Um, uh, the weather, you know that it'll warm up in a few hours. Uh, the sun is bright. The sky is clear. And you guys are uh, leaving your residences. Um, uh, Katie, what kind of place do you live in? Uh, I've got this, this little place kind of off the beaten track. It's not much, but it's mine. Couple room apartment. Not exactly the best housekeeper because, well, have you seen me? So there's like a, a little brownstone or something down the street where yeah, and you're on the, which floor? Second floor? Probably the second. I don't mind the walk. And Clive, how about you? What's your place like? I've got a little uh, one-bedroom apartment not too far from where I work. It's walking distance, just three, three and a half blocks around the corner. And, uh, yeah, basically to and from work. I'm trying to catch the eye of, uh, of this waitress down at the coffee shop, but that's not going too well. Things will, things will happen. Do you eat at home or do you uh, eat at the coffee shop? Uh, I, I eat at the coffee shop once in a while. I, I can't afford to eat there all the time. I'm just trying to save up to, to get a nicer place, and become a little more respectable. And Carl, what's your, uh, what's your home like? Uh, I was an only child, so I, I live in the home I grew up in, uh, which is in the university area of town, not too far hike to the main library. Uh, my wife, Susan, and I have yet to be blessed by any children, uh, but she's a few years younger than I, and it may yet come to pass. So we have, you know, a bit of a, a bit more house than we need. Okay. And um, Mr. Johnson. Uh, my, after the death of my dear wife of 55 years, uh, I've just been living alone in a nice little colonial house, colonial style. It's one of the things around here that's older than I am. Uh, my grandchildren and some of my children are still in the area come to visit me from time to time. And I love seeing them. What was your wife's name? Uh, her name was Martha. Okay. So you all live relatively close to one another, um, uh, but not, not obviously not in the same place. Um, it so happens that very 
often as you guys are walking to work, you end up sort of meeting uh, on, on a particular corner of a street. And then from that point on, you walk together. Uh, so this morning, as you're walking along, you're, uh, you're enjoying the walk. Uh, as I say, the weather is nice. And there are streets that have uh, like brownstones with multiple layers. And of course, the, the main part of the town has three or four story high buildings in it. Um, but right where you are, there's also interspersed uh, older homes uh, that are more, uh, you know, uh, single family living uh, style homes. And uh, you walk the same route every single morning. Um, it's become so familiar that when things are out of place, if somebody were to paint their house, you would all notice it immediately. Uh, if somebody got a new car, you would notice it immediately because things would change. Um, and over, over, over time, these things are always the same. Well, today, as you are walking along, one of the uh, quaint little uh, houses that you pass, um, that you've passed many, many times, um, it's a little small two-story house uh, for, for a single family. It's surrounded by a little white picket fence. And the, uh, the yard in it is not, it's not dilapidated, but it's not completely upkept. You know, it's the grass is getting a little old. You know, there's an old guy that lives there. Um, what's odd this morning as you're walking by is uh, you notice there are a number of cats that are in his yard. And they don't seem to be lounging. They don't seem to be doing anything at all except sitting there rather stately, uh, looking, you know, the way cats can look rather proud. Um, why don't you all do spot hidden holes? NO5, I can't believe it. I can see something with an extreme success of all things. Ot six, extreme success. Regular. Regular. And Clive is muted. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 64 <laughs> out of 65. So okay, so you all, you all passed. Well, as you're all walking along, you notice this. Uh, and just like any other fixture, you're kind of familiar with, you know, the cats in the neighborhood. Um, you've never seen cats sitting in his yard before. Um, you don't recognize the cats, but they look like cats. But uh, with, uh, with some of your extreme roles, you notice that there are at least five of them that are sitting in the yard. What in the five cats just 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 sitting there quietly. Oh, maybe, maybe a maybe a stray cat just had a litter. Oh, they wouldn't look that proud. These these cats are a little bit old. They're uh, they're not really kittens, I would say, but uh well I've never seen them in this yard before. No, uh-uh. Whoever I don't this has a friend of yours, right? 
Yes, this is another old resident of Arkham that I happen to know or know. Uh, what was your profession before? Well, I'm an antique dealer. Um, it's possible the mailbox out in the front of the property says Porter. You might, uh, you might have recalled um, a Mr. Porter. Oh, yeah, Mr. Porter. I think I've met him once or twice. Did he ever talk about cats? Uh, My memory's not so good. (laughs) That's really weird. Are are you trying to talk, Carl? You got to speak up. You've got to get your horn, Bart. Uh, Are any of them belled, can you see? Um, I mentioned collars are uncommon, but bells are... They, uh, uh, your guess is that they're all strays. So now they've been scruffy. A a couple of them look a little scruffy. Hmm. And you know that the cats are fairly common in Arkham. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, somebody tossed a bad fish and uh, they had themselves a nice meal and they're now relaxing. Do, do they look like they're in, uh, you said they're kind of scraggly or they're, they're kept? Well, I mean, there's one cat over there that looks like he's got a, you know, a, a scraggly ear. Um, your guess would be these, these don't look like they're uh, well taken care of, well groomed cats, but they don't look like they're on their last leg. Okay. So it doesn't look like they, they just escaped from no. A veterinary clinic might have no. had an accident. Okay. And, and cats have similarities, so you're not sure whether you've seen them before or not, or maybe seen one of them over by a building. Or well, Are we really close? Well, you're outside the fence, obviously. Okay, but... well, kind of go over to the fence and kneel down and say, hey there, little kitty. What's cats, your name? Cats completely ignore you. But they look very much at home, right? Mm-hmm. They're just... They're just sit- sitting there. Five of them. Not, 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 not engaging in any kind of subterfuge or... And they're not... They're, just, uh, they're not uh, interacting with one another or... Right. You'd think there'd be some territorial issue. Curious thing. And yeah. there is no reaction to me kneeling down to them? Sort no. of? No. And these aren't cats we recognize. I, I, I know the strays around here. Never seen any of them before. Well, you know how cats can be. Well, gotta keep moving. Oh, but I, I wonder if, if the, the old man that lived here is okay. If, if these were his cats and something happened to him, maybe, maybe they got out and they're just sort of loitering around the house now. No, they, they look like strays to me. Nah, these, these, nah, Clive, these, these ain't house pets. These are definitely just strays. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. worry about it. Come it's, on. It's weird, go. but I mean, they're just sitting here. They're not doing anything, so. I'm not and, getting any younger. <laughs> and yeah. I've got a case, so I did it to it. All right. Yeah. Oh, and uh, you you're... and your cases. You know, if you just found a nice young man, 
I think you would find the true fulfillment you look for in your life. Mr. Johnson, I completely, I, I understand you're concerned about me, but I have a grandson on the north side. I could introduce you. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you couldn't handle me, but anyway, Clive, what were you saying? Oh, you're you're uh, just wanted to make sure your car's all running good since you picked it up the other day. Ah, it it's perfect. Purrs like a kitten. Oh, that makes me so happy. Well, I was happy to work on it there. Thanks very much. All right. So you all continue on your walk, and uh, you get to your respective uh, jobs. Um, uh, Katie, tell me what your day's like today. Well, I, as I mentioned, I did in fact have a case. So I've got a report on my desk about some idiot who decided to jump bail, because they always do. Why? God knows. But someone's got to catch them. Might as well be me. So last time we last, he was supposed to check to check in with his parole officer two days ago and never showed. So last place he was spotted was out near the river. And so I am going to go investigate, track his, track his happy ass down. Okay. Um, do a luck roll. Uh oh. You're you muted. Ah, uh, just missed it. Sixty-nine out of sixty-five. Okay. So you uh you work your way uh down to the river, uh the Miskatonic, uh near some of the underpasses uh of the bridges that go over, and you find evidence that he was there, but he's not there anymore. So nah, whatever. This will at least do some clues or go on to see where this guy's gotten off to. Um, Clive, uh, what's what's up at your place today? Oh, well, I've got uh, two cars in the shop. Uh, in fact, uh, Carl, uh, I think I've got I, I, I've almost got it fixed. There's just some rocks crammed up in the undercarriage. It's just I don't know how it got there, but uh little axle damage, but this should be pretty good. I should be able to get on top of this by the end of the day. Uh, do you have any other clients that come in? Uh, yeah, there's one other. They did an early morning drop-off. Uh, I'll get the paperwork once I get, get the last of these two rocks uh, wedged in there out. Okay. Um, Carl, uh, you're at the library. What... Uh, is there anything going on at the library today? Uh, well, you know, it's a Monday, so there's usually correspondence I haven't seen. Um, and I'll, I'll generalize that on a Monday. Um, you know, uh, things are pretty structured. Uh, we uh, do have a, a fairly recent hire, um, and I find myself having to correct him. Uh, you know, he just isn't used to exactly how things are done here. We all have our systems. Um, but, yeah, it'll be... Uh, It'll be uh, uh, correspondence and then uh, tea late in the morning, and uh, yeah, we'll see what's about. I'm launched. Yeah. Um, and Bart, uh, you're heading towards the antique store. Yes. Well, the thing is, is my son Daniel does most of the day-to-day operations. I I kind of sit, make sure things are looking good, and I mostly just sit out front on the rocking chair. 
chatting to people passing by. It seems to draw a lot of interest. Uh, you know, you put the best antique out front. I was going to say, does anybody ever try to buy you? <laughs> oh, you know, I hear that from time to time. Some young person thinks that they're quite funny, and that it is pretty funny. Uh, so you spend uh, yourself, you spend your time out in the front. I'm kind of like a neighborhood grandpa. <laughs> okay. So lunchtime comes. You uh, you break for lunch. You have your lunches. Uh, afternoon goes pretty much the same way as morning did. Uh, Katie, you're you're rather frustrated with the way things have gone, uh, but you've done a lot of huffing around town looking for these people, and uh, you've ended up back in your office at the end of the day to do whatever paperwork that you need to do. Um, and around, oh, I'd say four o'clock or so, um, things start to wind down for you. And you all decide you're going to head back home. Um, this happens almost every day. And once again, you end up on a same, uh, a same corner somewhere in Arkham and then start following your normal path back. So you're walking back and you arrive back at that house, the Porter house. And there are now at least 10 cats in the yard. And um, they're not necessarily sitting together. A couple of them are. But they're kind of spread out around the front of the house. Um, do, a, do a spot hidden ball once again. An 85, a number higher than my age. I, I don't see anything. Uh, 56 out of 65, regular. Okay. Regular. 97. Oh, okay. Um, one thing that you, that you notice, those who notice something, is all of the cats are facing the house. Look at that. Yeah, I noticed this. Yeah. They're all just staring at it. Like, what are they staring at? I don't yeah, get that's, it. That's real odd. That's, they don't do that for no reason. So I'll take like a, I'll stop and just take a closer look at the house. Like, what are they looking at? Am I missing something? It's a house you've seen a thousand times. It's, it's a nice little house. Um, it's probably painted white, but you know, it's got places on the paint shop where it's, it's getting old. The fence is getting old. The, the yard is getting old, but, um, the cats are all just sitting and they're not doing anything. They're not, uh, not grooming themselves and they're not. Uh, interacting with one another or licking one another or anything. They're not making any noise either. They're completely quiet. I'm becoming a little concerned about uh, the occupant of that house. Yeah, this is real weird. Something they're, just, they're just cats. I mean, cats, you know, they like lounging in the sun and, you know, yeah, but, hanging but around is, in groups. But this ain't lounging. 
They're sitting. They're staring at something. Uh, right. Well, they can hear things we can't, after all. I, I don't keep pets myself, but uh, I had an aunt who uh, was you know, one of those people who had more cats in her life than people. And, uh, you know, they, they would. They'd stare at a wall if there was some you know, a large insect or small rodent and they're making noises that I couldn't hear and they'd be very fascinated. But I mean, it, unless there's one big mouse just sitting in the house, it seems like it's there. They look like they're at the cinema together, which is peculiar. Oh, kids in their picture shows. I don't understand the fingle things. I... Hey, no slander Rudolph Valentino. I don't even know who that is. Sounds Italian. Uh, Movie star. The house, it's its a little, you know, there's some chip pain and whatnot, but it's obviously occupied. Now, its if it's a Monday in April in New England, it's probably dusky at four something in the afternoon, not dark. Uh, and probably the chill has come up again. Is there smoke coming out of the chimney? There is not. Are there lights visible through curtains? Not at all. But the windows are closed and the door's closed. It's not like it's... Correct, yes, everything's closed. You can see, you know, if you stare really carefully, you can see that there are curtains in the windows. I mean... Yeah, Maybe. this is real weird, but is it anything we really ought to worry about? I mean, they could just be visiting somebody. I mean, it was Easter. Yeah, they could be late getting back from seeing some family. Uh, the mailbox is out here on the gate? Yes, right in the front of the, right, actually outside the gate. Yeah. Right next to it. Is there any mail in it? You're going to open up the mailbox? Yeah, just have a look. There are two pieces of mail inside. Um, are you going to examine them? Uh, I mean, I'm Carl, not... Carl, what are you doing? I just wanted to see if he'd picked up his mail today, because if he's out of town, then he wouldn't have gotten his mail. Look, look, I know what I do is somewhat on the gray edge of things, but opening someone's mail is a federal crime. Well, I didn't say opening, but... <laughs> I didn't pull out a letter opener. I just looked in the mailbox. Yeah, I'm not going to tamper with the fellow's correspondence. That's outrageous. That's of course, as I close the mailbox, I might see return addresses. Okay. Um, well, one of the pieces of mail uh, looks like it might be from a military source. There's kind of an official look to it. Um, you saw a sort of a seal that was, you know, up, up on the, the envelope. Um, and the other one, uh, appears to be, uh, uh, a letter with a Miskatonic, um, uh, return, uh, Miskatonic envelope. Uh, both of them are stamped and, uh, uh, canceled. Yeah, yeah. canceled. Well, I'm not going to, uh, risk Katie's wrath by visibly poking right. my nose any further. Carl, yeah. Did, did you did you catch the dates on them? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, they they'd be they'd be new today. I would think it's just a, just a couple of pieces. 
But right. if they're not, I'm just wondering if they're older, you know, maybe. Right. Well, that's true. If they were from last Wednesday, I, I guess uh, I mean, that's the question. We don't know the fellow, uh, but if something's happened to him that he's not able to get his mail. And, it's know. our civic duty to, to, you know, if someone's hurt or something, there are some signs here that he maybe he had a stroke inside. Maybe, maybe but that's what the catheter. Could but would this Porter guy have a connect? He's apparently got ends with the milis. He's in. He's getting mail from the military and the U. So is that normal? Oh, I can be like that all the time. If, you know, if I saw something in, if they'd been, if the letters had been. Uh, Written in German script, I'd have, I'd think there was something, but you know, it's not going to hurt to knock on his door and see if he answers, right? I think that's a good idea. I, I just want to make sure he's okay, or we could at least ask a neighbor if we see. So, uh, but I mean, did, did you look at the cancellation, the postmark? No, he, he Clive, talk, Clive said something, but I didn't hear if he said. He closed the, the mailbox before. Uh, before you could really look at that, I'll, I'll take a peek in. Just, just I'm not, I'm not going to open it. I just want to make sure if this is really old, then he might be in trouble in his house. All right, um, all right, all right. Today is the 13th of April. Yeah. Um, the letter from the Miskatonic is dated the 3rd of April, and the letter from the military is dated the 6th of April. Mm. Well, yeah, this has come from. Yeah, this is quite. Uh, a while. I'm yeah, really that's concerned. concerning. Yeah, I mean, if he's not heating the place and he's in some condition, yeah. He, he might be in real bad condition. This is this is uh, 10 days ago the first one came, and then uh, seven days ago the, the other one came, so. All right. I mean, Fred, he's not one of my, one of my guys, but I'm getting kind of worried. Oh, yeah. don't you worry, Clive. A strapping so what would man you... is going to go knock on the door. So, Carl, you're going to go through the gate? Yeah. Is anybody else going through the gate, or are you going up there? Uh, I guess I might want to go, because Clive might be a strapping young man, but I suspect I'm better at punching things than he is. Definitely, yes. 100% definitely. <laughs> I'll stay back with Bart. But don't punch the cats. I don't know who you need to punch. All right. We're just going to see how he is, Bart. So you uh, step right. through oh, the... Wait here. You, you step through the gate. It, it creaks as it opens. And there's a little stone path going up towards the house. Uh, there is a, a single uh, white clapboard step that you step up to and then you're on the porch the porch wraps part way around the house it's wooden uh it's large enough that there are a couple of little chairs you know for people to sit on their porch uh, uh, there's a there's a big picture a big picture window um but when you look when you're walking up and you're looking at the picture window you can see that the curtains are closed um you can see it's kind of a an interesting combo because it's uh it's like those uh, lacy white curtains, but then there's heavier curtains, and they've they've fallen together. Um, 
there are cats on the path, a few of them, as you're walking up, and uh, they don't get out of your way as you're walking up, so you have to kind of walk around them. Seriously, um, cats? Really? When you step a foot onto the porch, um, a couple of the cats that are near you uh, go up on all fours. They stand up from their sitting position. Um, and when you go forward to the door, what are you you're going to knock? Yeah, um, we're, we're just knocking. When you knock on the door, a few more cats uh, go into a standing position, uh, but they don't move. And you get the very distinct feeling that they're, they're, they're watching you. Uh, but there is no answer at the door. I'm looking around at these cats, and granted, I'm not one that creeped out by much, given what I do, but what is this? Yeah, it's strange behavior. I, you know, one of the uh, necessary skills for a cat living in the street is to not, is to stay out of the way of people who might consider them to be a nuisance and these cats mostly ignored us and now they look like almost sentinels um and now that we're up on the porch it's clear there's no light burning there's no fire and there's just it's dark correct uh is the door locked are you going to try to jiggle the handle i'm going to jiggle the handle Two things happen when you jiggle the handle. One is you discovered that the door is locked. And the second thing that happens very strangely is a number of the cats who are closest to you, they come running up very quickly onto the porch. They leap into the air uh, towards the door and they vault themselves against the door and against you like they're pushing you away. Can I react like possibly kick some of these cats away? Because they're they're, they're the trying they're, they're they're attacking me. Wait, what do you want me to do? Well, they're not attacking you, but they are. All right, maybe trying I'm not to force you away. They're not, not scratching not, or anything. All right, so maybe I'm not kicking them, but they're like, "What the hell, cats? What are you they, doing?" They form a little line between you and the door. And you, you get the distinct feeling that they do not want you to open that door. Um, but they're still completely quiet. They've made no meows or noises or, or hisses. This but now they're, they're standing oddly true. between you and I the door. I glance back over at Clive and Bart. You guys seeing this? This is mighty peculiar. It's like almost they're trained. I don't get what's going Looks on. It's like those little critters don't want you going in there. Cats don't do this. Strays don't do this. Well, they do it now, apparently. I mean, so much has changed. I suppose cats should be doing this now. Why not? That, that jazz music part. It's the jazz music. The jazz music's gotten to the cats. Hey, don't 
don't talk slander about my Count Basie. Who? So what, what do you want to do? Uh, uh, the sun's getting the, a little uh, in the... I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah. I'll walk around uh, uh, the side of that Is this house... Is the house... Yeah, is there a yard or is yeah? There's a little yard going around. It's a it's a single house with a white picket fence going around. Yeah, there's definitely you can walk around the side of the house. I'll try looking in the windows. And, um, and, so so Clive, yeah, you're now coming I'll go around the, the other side. I want to see if Clive, you're coming into the yard. Yeah, I'll come into the yard. I, I'm concerned for this person. Did we see that? Do we know their, the gentleman's last name? Like it should be on the Porter. mailbox. Porter. 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 So, so I'm going not to be confused with a burglar. I, I'm just going to be, oh, Mr. Porter, are you okay in there? There, as is no I, there is no response. But as you walk around the side of the house, um, you can see there's a small yard in the back, uh, what you would expect. A uh, little tool shed. Oh, excuse me. Um, and once again, a little step up to a back door. Uh, there are a number of smaller windows as you go around that probably look into rooms. Uh, however, they are also uh, curtained and closed. Um, you also notice there are at least seven or eight more cats in the backyard. And as it gets darker, there's no lights coming on. Correct. So it's totally dark. No, well, lights, no, it's not, it's not still it's still only about four thirty in the afternoon. But the, oh God! The yeah, sun yeah. is getting lower in the. But the but dark as as in there are no electric there are no lights on. Correct. Anyway. You see no lower, no electric lights on. Um, Katie, are you still on the porch or? At this point, yeah, but um, I'm kind of looking at these cats and just thinking something's real weird, like. I wasn't going to say much before because, you know, who's going to, I don't want to bother this old guy, but then suddenly I've got cats trying to herd me away from a door. What is this? Um, Bart, what are you doing? These people are trespassing on somebody's property. <laughs> I know this is absurd. I don't know what these kids are doing. Ugh. Bart. We're concerned something might have happened to them, and then we've got these really funkin'-looking cats. They're Something's... just cats. I don't understand what the deal is. Have you ever had a cat try to uh, herd you away from a do from a door? Because these were. No, I'll, I'll I'll walk up into the yard and I'll try to like lean down and pet one of them. They're just little cats. Um, reach down to pet the cat, and. Until your fingers get about an inch from the cat, it, it really has no reaction. It continues staring at the house. Once you start to pet it, um, it it's, for a moment, it gives you a, a sort of almost a dirty look. Uh, it looks back up at you and then takes a couple of steps away from you and sets back down and stares at the house like it doesn't want you to pet it. Well, they're not friendly, but that doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean anything. They're just a bunch of alley cats. Uh, this isn't really an alley. 
but all the windows at the back door, everything's intact. It doesn't look as though Correct. there was any sort of forest entry. Um, it definitely could be that just nobody's home. Yeah, he could he could be on. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with locking up your house and going on vacation. It is his. Uh, did he have a car? Did we ever notice? You, um, I don't think you've ever noticed a car there. But then a lot of people don't have cars, so yeah. Rich people have cars. <laughs> yeah, and he's pretty lo- he's pretty centrally located. Uh, tell you what, uh, at the most, you might occasionally recall maybe seeing somebody there, an older gentleman. Two rocking chairs, though, on the porch. Yeah. Um, could be, you know, company for checkers. Uh, I don't know how to... That's the darndest thing with those cats. They really, they, you know, it's like, it's like they're trained, but they're just a raggedy bunch of street cats. It's very odd. I'm going to, um, I propose that, uh, well, okay. What are the odds that one of us knows somebody on, oh, Katie, you know police people. Yeah, yeah, I do. Why don't you have somebody, why don't you suggest somebody stop around and check on the old fellow? All right, I can uh, do that. Uh, maybe maybe he's got a you know family in town who can tell us that he's gone off to Weehawken. Um, yeah, yeah, I can do that. In the meantime, you know, because of the strange animal behavior, I feel like there might be something wrong inside the house. And if he's on vacation, then it might be I don't know, his fish tank broke, and there, uh, you know, there's something that's making these cats act funny. Yeah, something's weird. But yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk to my people in law enforcement, uh, and then we'll figure it out then, I guess. Yeah, uh, I should get home to dinner. Susan will be cross with me. Um, yeah, don't don't make the old lady wait. <laughs> she's young. She's a young lady. I'll have you know. Uh, should we should we uh, meet here in the morning and see whether the cats have dispersed on their own and? You can tell us what you learned. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So you continue back to the street where you part ways and you all head back to your homes. Um, yes, Clive. Oh, you just, just wait. Wait. Okay. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Um, do any of you do anything special tonight? Or is it just your usual dinner? I'm going to have a hamburger. I'm on the phone. Who are you on the phone with? I'm calling the station. Okay, we'll get back to you then. I'm going to uh, discuss the curiosities at the porterhouse with Susan over dinner. Uh, I'm going to check my telephone directory to see how many porters there are in Arkham. And if there are any, you know, if if I could figure out what his first name, they probably only have first initials in the directory. But, you know, I'll be able to check against his address. Um, and then I'm going to see if I've got any books in my library that will explain that feline behavior. Very peculiar. Okay. Bart? I had a suspicion maybe that there was cat mint growing in the yard, but I think that makes them excitable, not uh, quiet. That's fairly easy to identify, too. It's a mint. So you didn't Square stem. 
Yeah, yeah. you didn't see any mint growing in the yard. Bart, what are you up to this evening? Oh, well, my lovely granddaughter, Charlotte, has come to have dinner with me. Oh, that's uh, nice. We have a lovely conversation. Uh, she's attending Miskatonic these days. Um, uh, and it's just a pleasant evening, and I smoke a bit of my pipe on the porch and then go to sleep at a reasonable hour. Okay. Do you ask Charlotte anything interesting, or do you bring up any subjects that you discuss? Oh, well, she's taking history classes, you see. And, uh, well, you know, I just want to make sure that they're teaching teaching it right. Uh, you know, some of the things they talk about in class, I was there for myself. So. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Katie, uh, you get a hold of the uh, uh, Arkham Police Department. What uh, do you have somebody you like to talk to or somebody you know? Uh, there's. I'm old friends with uh, one of the sergeants. Uh, he and I used to run together before he decided to throw on the straight and narrow. Sergeant who? Uh, Sergeant Stone, I think. Sergeant Stone? Yeah. Um, uh, this is Sergeant Stone. What can I... Uh, hey, Stone, it's Katie. Is that Katie? Katie. Yeah. How are you doing? It's huh, not too bad. Uh, Fuzz still keeping you up at night? He is. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been walking past the uh, Porter Place recently, and there's been some weird stuff happening. Thing is, I'm not sure he's uh, completely all right. Could you maybe send some people over there just to check up on him? Is that... Uh... Let's see, I, I 321 um, Hancock Street. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, that, that's it. All right. Uh, yeah, what do you, what, what sort of weird stuff? Okay. Tell me this. You ever see alley cats just sitting up in a, a yard in rows, just staring at a place like they're at the damn theater? Oh, that sounds pretty weird. Yeah, I thought so too. And the oddest thing was, Went up there to knock on his door, see if he was okay. And these cats, I swear to God, they tried to, they were jumping on the porch, trying to hurt us away from the door, formed a line in front of it. Stony, it's something's up. Yeah, you're not like trying to pull my leg, are you? Was I, would I do that to you? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, fine, fine. Have I done that to you lately? I'll, I'll send a couple of people over there to take a look. Thanks, Tony. You're you're a pal. I uh, owe you. Don't be a stranger. Of course not. All right. Um, Carl, what sort of stuff are you looking for? Cat behavior? Do a uh, do a luck roll. Oh no! Didn't 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 do it. Yeah, you don't have too many too many books on cat behavior. Yeah, um, it's kind of a. I'll I'll make a little list of things at the library that I may consider. Okay. Whether there's yeah signs and signals and spore and you know, even things they might be attracted to. Mm-hmm. Clive. 
I just so when I'm finishing up my really nice hamburger I made for myself, it's really good. A little barbecue sauce and stuff. But I I went ahead and I saved like 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 a 10-15% of it. I just mashed up that hamburger meat with without any of the extra stuff. And I, I kind of grind it up so there's lots of little pieces. And th- his house is not that f- far away from mine. So I'm just yeah, just in this little, like a little cup, just going to bring it over, bring it okay. over to the cats. And I just want to see, they seem so preoccupied, like, like they weren't acting normal. They, they got to be hungry or maybe want some, a little bit of uh, this here, be real tasty to them. So I'm going to go try to to some of them. Okay. So you walk back down the street, you've got a little cup of uh, some hamburger meat. Um yeah. You walk up to the house and, or you walk up to the, the, the picket fence um, here. It's, it's, it's dark now, but you're pretty sure there's even more cats. More cats. That's, that's where are they coming from? Here some of them, guy. some of them have collars, uh, but none of them have bells. Oh my, some of them have collars. So, so some of these might be pets that have, come to here and others yeah. are strays. this is bizarre they're being a tra- there's so i go to some around the periphery near mm-hmm. where i am and i i kneel they're, down. they're all within the yard so you have to actually go into the yard i'll go in a little bit it, okay. you know just a little bit and um, little guys what's you, going on here? you you set the cup down with some meat in front of one of the cats and um, you yourself can smell the hamburger, so you know it smells good yeah. and, and so forth. Um, the cat that you set it in front of glances down at it for a moment and then just goes back staring at the house and completely ignores it. And none of the other the cats hamburger? come over to see what's going on. That's unheard of. I, I like this. That makes no sense. I mean, before it was weird, but this, this really doesn't make sense. Street cats, especially, would be all over this. Yeah, nothing. And uh, if you try to coax other ones, there's nothing. Yeah, I'll tell a couple of. My God. Well, I so I pick up the cup, and well. You'll see. I won't be cooking you any more hamburgers. So <laughs> if I you if you pass any yards along the way that have dogs, the dogs are like, <laughs> yeah, I'll take the hamburger. All right, okay. So I, I go home. I'll share this with everyone else in the morning. In the morning. All right. Um, I would like everybody to do power rolls. Regular. I rolled an 01. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Who failed? You young people with your 01s. I rolled an opposite of an 01. 99? I rolled a 98. 98. Uh, How about you, Clive? 33 out of 40. Okay, you passed. Just regular pass. The three of you sleep soundly. Bart, as you try to go off to sleep, it really irritates you 
that they just went into that guy's yard. Um, but at the same time, you're old and you know that if you, I, I'm sorry, do you live alone? But you're, you live alone, but your family comes to I visit you. I live alone, but often. somebody comes visits me in the morning and in the evening. And yeah. the... You know that at some point they might come to visit you and they're going to find you dead on the floor somewhere in the house. It's just the reality of life. And you keep thinking that that, that man might be in the house. He could be in there dead or injured and unable to communicate. Um, but there's no evidence of it. So it, it becomes a, a bit of a problem. Anyways, as you, you drift off to sleep, um, you find yourself in a very odd place. It almost seems like um, a beautiful valley uh, with a forest behind you and a village off in the distance. Uh, and you feel younger than you felt before. Your, your, your freedom of movement is back. But as you're standing there, there is a noise in the distance. It sounds like um, almost like thunder. And as you look down into the valley, there is a huge army that is amassing and heading in your direction. Uh, they don't ever get to you, but you're frightened by how many soldiers there actually are. Uh, it's quite frightening, and it reminds you of things from the war, of the Civil War, of the, uh, the enemy and uh, how they could shoot at you without you actually ever seeing the whites of their eyes. Um, and you wake up in the morning and you're very restless and you're sore from having tossed and turned all night long. And the morning comes. You all have your respective breakfasts and it's up to you, Bart, how you feel this morning, whether you want to go into the office or not. Oh, well, having it, uh, you know, when I have such, you know, dreams about the war or related to it, I, I feel a little uh, tuckered out. Uh, I'm not as young as I once was. And so I think I'll spend the morning just uh, conversing with my great grandson, Henry, who came to visit me uh, in the morning. And I'll probably just lounge around the house and nap on my porch. Occasionally okay. smoking my pipe today. Okay. So you're sitting there relaxing, and the other three, once again, you meet up at the corner and walk towards the porterhouse, and in fact, there are even more cats that are in the yard. Um, I'd like you all to do a spot hidden for me. I, I share what I experienced last night with the... 18 out of 65, hard success standard no um so katie you you sort of notice a bit of a pattern that um there's all kinds of cats here there's black cats there's white cats there's calicos there's tabbies there's orange cats there's a huge variety but there does seem to be a tendency where 
the black cats are congregating in the same area and the white cats and the brown cats and the tabbies and they're kind of in groups uh, segmented by their variety it's, didn't realize even cats had a color line what is this it's very odd That's and they, you can see also that they go all you know out into the backyard as well so how many even are there a few dozen cats at least yeah, like 20 20 30 maybe even and they don't even want hamburger i, I you know i i thought about distemper i i i feel like uh you know, this might be a health issue. They're behaving so erratically. And some of these are house pets, right? That's got a color. Yeah, some of yeah, them have house so does pets. that one. And I think that one does too. Wait a minute. Is that Mrs. Barlow's, that fluffy thing? Yeah, you notice Mrs. Barlow's cat. Um, but the, the commonality here is they're all coming to this house. So something's going on. I bet you he's dead inside and they're all smelling his rotting body, body or something. But then... Why the separation by kind or fur color or whatnot? Like that, that just that's weird. Yeah, and it's not even as though you know uh, litters don't look the same. You know, litters can be all so it's not like they're grouped in family groups. And some of the strays are with some of the colored cats. What did your uh, what did your friends with the constabulary say? I I asked them to send around a, some people to check up on him. I haven't heard anything else. About this well, time, as you guys are, are standing there, you hear some whistling, um, like a, a, a person whistling. And around the corner and heading in your direction is a young man. He's dressed in a nice brown uniform with a little hat. Uh, looks like a uh, telegram delivery person. And uh, he gives you a, you know, a warm good morning and all that. And he walks up to the porter uh, uh, mailbox and sticks a, a telegram in it and then turns to walk away to deliver some other telegram. And there's, there's no sign that the, that, that the police have been by here? No. I mean, they could have been. You don't, just don't know. Yeah. All right. If, I if you know your friend, by. they would have come out here to check. Right. I definitely want to drop by and talk to him, see what he, what, what he found. Okay. Well, you're still in front of the house at the moment. So right. what do you do? Um, Katie. Yeah. Uh, you were, uh, you mentioned that, um, Opening another person's correspondence was a federal offense. Is that applied telegrams? It I mean, they're not might. technically mail. It might, but honestly, it doesn't exactly apply if the person's no longer living. Like we're thinking he might not. Right. And telegrams are usually emergency communication. And since he's not answering mail, it goes back 11 days. Uh, maybe there's an emergency we should know about. I I I deliberately turn away from the mailbox, so I'm facing the street and I don't see anything. Okay. 
you open the mailbox and that the uh, postcard is, I mean, that the telegram is on top. You still see the other two pieces of mail in there as well. Western Union, appropriately. Uh, to Wilhelm Porter, stop. Uh, was it W. Porter I found in the in the? Uh, oh yes, directory? I forgot that you did. Yes, it is W. Porter. Yeah. To Wilhelm Porter, stop. From Alvin Haug, PhD, Department of Anthropology, stop. Urgent, stop. Must collect your Tibetan artifacts, stop. If you do not, artifacts will be auctioned next week, stop. Artifacts still held in my office. Stop. Please respond. Stop. End. Tibetan artifacts must be collected. Do you know this uh, Alvin hmm. Haug? Bart? Oh, Bart's not with us. Bart's not with us. No, he's not with us. But it sounds like this, is, this might be something we want to take to him, though. Well, wait a minute. There was a letter from the university that 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 wasn't from the same guy, was it? Oh, oh I don't know. I, Katie, why don't you look around and see if there are any more cats coming this way? Yeah, yeah. I uh, deliberately again turned to look at the, to sort of look at the chat pattern again while he's doing that. Uh, it it is from the anthropology department at uh, at Miskatonic. Are you going to open it? You're opening it. Wilhelm, consider this your final notice. If you want to preserve these Tibetan artifacts, you need to come pick them up ASAP. As I've informed you previously, they are boxed together neatly and currently stored in my office. If you prefer that I shall mail them to you, please let me know where you'd like them sent. Unless circumstances have changed, I don't believe you have sufficient space at home to store them. If you are unwilling or unable to collect these artifacts for the next two weeks, I will have no choice but to put them up for auction. A portion of the proceeds will go to the Department of Course for your time and troubles. Please respond, Wilhelm. Regardless of what you're going through now, this is highly unprofessional of you. Sincerely, Alvin. Alvin has PhD in Department of Anthropology. Okay. All right. So we have every reason to believe that... Um, this uh, Wilhelm was in, in considerable trouble. Um, Wilhelm and has been since uh, at least two weeks ago. Yeah. So we so and they're expecting him to be home to receive this. And it seems like they would have good you know, reason. And his behavior was already erratic. I kind of. I kind of want to drop this telegram on Bart, see what he thinks. Maybe he can talk to uh, talk to this Hague guy while I go drop while I go find out what Stony saw. I'd like to go to the university and 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 let them know that this this gentleman in the porters uh, seems to be missing or unwell. Yeah, but. I don't know. Something makes me think you might want to have. Be... Hmm? Go I ahead. Kind of, I, I kind of feel like you need to have Bart along for this because uh, these artifacts keep coming up. Yeah. Might be important. Yeah, Bart, do you want to go for a walk? 
Well, I mean, if they come all this way for old me, then I suppose I'll go with them. I was thinking maybe you just suddenly come strolling down the street. <laughs> ah, but there you are. Listen. Oh, you're not at work yet. Oh, I'm... no. Um, listen, we uh, maybe committed some mail fraud, but we uh, we think this Porter guy's in some real trouble. Uh, there's a anthrop anthropolo. I don't know how you say that. He's at the university. Anthropology. Thank you. Anyway, he's at the university, and apparently Porter here is supposed to be picking up some Tibetan artifacts. Did you ever make it to Shangri-La, Bart? No. <laughs> no, I have not. I hear there's a fountain of youth there. Maybe you should consider a trip. Bart, do a um, do an idea roll. This is really memory roll. So that's another thing we should have is memory. I think that's no. I think that's education. Education? Okay, education. Yeah, do an education roll. Well, 74 is a pass on my education. Um, as you're as as they're saying these things to you. Uh, if they mention Wilhelm uh, Porter, you're suddenly like going, uh, I think he was a professor at Miskatonic. Uh, in fact, I think he was an asshole. Oh, this is <laughs> Wilhelm we're talking about. Bah! Wait, wait, wait. So you, you, you did know him? Yes, I... Well, barely a little, a little bit. Uh, the interactions with them were rather unpleasant. He was a curmudgeon. How unpleasant we talking here? Just mildly. Does not. Does not somebody wanted to be around? Not really a chap who's good for conversation. Ah, he's an asshole. I mean, if you're going to stoop to such crude language, young lady, then sure. All right, all right. I'll clean it up, Grandpa. So what would you all like to do? Uh, by the way, how about anybody looking at the other letter? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of curious. In for, a, in for a pound, in for a... <laughs> uh. We're no. already in, tr we're in trouble anyway. All right. So you, uh, that, that definitely looks like, that one intimidates you a little more because it looks like it's from the military. Uh, oh, boy. Guys, you're going down with me for this one. I say as I slip, as I slide my thumb under the, the, uh, the seal. Ahem. From Department of the Navy. Naval Sea Systems Command, Washington, D.C., 20362. From Commander, Naval Sea Systems Commander, uh, Professor Wilhelm J. Porter. I guess we were right about that. Subject, Seaman James P. Porter. Uh, my dear Mr. Porter, this letter is to inform you of the location transfer of your son from his previous location at Naval Station Newport to his new assignment in the Western Pacific Islands. Correspondence with your son can be freely continued using the address below. Blah, 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 blah. Your son is an exemplary officer and you should be most proud of him. His station in Guam should last no more than two years. 
address correspondence to Lieutenant James P. Porter, Lubbock Naval Base. Well, his, wait, wait, wait. He didn't even find out his son got transferred? Yeah, something's up. You wouldn't want to be missing this, I say as I pass uh, the others the letter. Yeah. He's either out on an unexpected vacation or trip where he hasn't come back yet, or he's in trouble inside that house. Mm -hmm. uh, Guam is near the Andaman Islands, isn't it? I mean, relatively. Mm -hmm. It's in the Pacific. Where's, oh, was they, were the Andamans in the Indian? They were in India, yeah. That's a relief. Um, Guam, Guam is the territory of the United States. So, uh, oh, do we need a break real quick? Do you guys want a quick break? Yeah. It's like Katie left, so that's a good spot. And you know, Guam is in the Pacific. It's not I'm too far from there. China. So I'm going to take this opportunity. They have been some naval battles around it in World War II, if I'm not mistaken. Most of the places that we have in the Pacific, we got then. I was really just making a Jojo reference. But yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh no. Yeah, Guam is one of the many places where uh, we don't let people vote, even though we claim them charmingly. Well, you know, the Isn't Empire also one of the places, still alive. Isn't it also one of the places where pets have destroyed the indigenous population of animals? Wouldn't be at all surprised. I mean, the estimates of what house cats have done in the U.S. are terrifying. Where were you? <laughs> Just kidding. We, we waited for you. Well, we'll break any time that you need to break, so. Everybody took a break. All right. I do so appreciate that. All right. So are we back? We're back. Um, all right. So what are, are you all going to do? Uh, you guys are now technically late for work. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm kind of worried about him. Uh, you know, it got me thinking about uh, my own proximity to the grave and, uh, well, you know, to be all alone and unfound. Uh, I mean, maybe it's best to go in and check on him. I mean, you're perfectly well, Bart, that you're going to outlive most of us. Um, but given, given the way that we were um, fended off by the cats here yesterday when they were quite a few fewer, we don't want to get into a battle with a bunch of possibly uh, diseased street animals. Uh, yeah. We should get authorities involved. Um, Bert, why didn't you come down to the library with me so that I can save face with the underlings and not seem to be a, a layabout? And we can call the university and see if we can get a hold of this Hauga fellow and um, 
In the meantime, Katie, you can check in with your police friend and find out why they haven't gone in there and cleaned this mess up. Yeah, any, one of the perks of being my own boss, I can come into work when, when I, whenever I need to. What do we want to do about this uh, mail? Uh, well. You just leave it here in the box to not mention it. Yeah, just leave it in yeah. the box. Yeah. I'm Slip afraid that- back into envelopes. Yeah. I don't think Wilhelm's gonna miss it, honestly. I'm not thinking so either. It's been two weeks. I'm, I might not be all that smart. I mean, I didn't go to college or anything, but even I know you can't exactly survive without food for two weeks. Well, Carl, uh, going to the library sounds like a splendid idea. And Clive, my boy, have I introduced you to my great-granddaughter, Lydia? I think you two would get along quite well. Well, well, Bart, no, I, I don't think you have, Mr. Johnson. Is that the girl with the tattoos? No, that one's Margaret. Margaret. Margaret sounds like a character. She works for a circus. <laughs> I wouldn't mind uh, meeting at some point, uh, but I don't want to impose. Thank you, Mr. Johnson. All right. So, Katie, you go back to your office. Uh, do you call the police department? Yeah. Okay. You probably don't get Stony now because he was there last night. But, mm -hmm. um, oh, Miss uh, Miss Porter. Yeah. Uh, Poser. Uh, Poser. Sorry, Miss Poser. Um. Posen. Miss Posen, sorry. Miss Posen. Um, we sent a couple of officers uh, over to the house that you referred to. And other than a lot of cats, which seemed kind of weird, um, we, we tried looking through the windows. We didn't see anybody. Um, as far as we can tell on that evidence, he might just not be there. I mean, you, you can't see into every room, but we need legal reasons to break into the house. We uh, we knocked on his door and there was nothing. There's You, you saw that. There's no lights. There's no activity. There's nothing. Something right. just seems weird. But that just means to us that there's nobody home. And we, we tried. We tried looking through the windows to see if we could see. Uh, there's a few, you know, uh, cracks in the uh, the curtains. Uh, we can see that he seems to have a lot of of I don't know junk in the house, but uh, we didn't see any bodies, and we don't have legal recourse to just break down the door. I mean, if you want, we can start processing that paperwork, but we need we need uh, a writ from a judge yeah, to be yeah, able to do something like uh, that. No, I get it. Uh, I, I would suggest maybe you could contact some of his family, see if they've seen him, if if you can find out what family he has. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's not a could just be that he's staying at Aunt. Uh, uh, yeah, Marlene's actually, or, there is some there is somebody I could try and contact. Problem is, he's definitely not around here. Um, but yeah, that, that might be something at least. Uh, thanks for your time. Thanks. Bye. Sorry we couldn't um, be of more help. 
And now I got to figure out how to make a call to Guam. All right. Yeah, I don't even know if you can make a phone call to Guam <laughs> in the twenties. Making a making an an across the sea call is almost impossible. Or a, well, honestly, at this point, I have an address. If nothing else, I can send a telegram. But who knows how long that's going to take? I'm not even sure if you could send a telegram. You'd have to send a letter, and it would have to be flown out there, and it would take probably a week or two weeks. Right. Um, but anyways, such is the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Carl and Bart are heading towards the library. And Clive, were you just going to work? You probably have stuff you have to do. Yeah, I, I've got to finish up on uh, on the Henderson's truck. Uh, but uh, yeah, once that's done, I should be able to go home. Okay. The city library in in uh, uh, Arkham is in the center of town. Um, there's also a second library farther farther into into one of the more uh, hoity-toity neighborhoods. It's a private library called the Corbin Library. And then um, there's the Miskatonic University, which of course has its own library. That's the that's the real extensive library. But I assume you're going to work, so you're going to the regular city library. What do you want to do at the library? Yes, and when we're when we're walking there, which takes a little bit longer because Bart, you know, does <clears throat> not walk as quickly as he as some as he used to. Uh, I'm going to jokingly talk about how uh, he could probably move these Tibetan artifacts at the antique shop uh, if we could get them out of Miskatonic without making anybody angry, given that the owner is deceased. Uh, do you? Would you even know what to do with some ancient stone gyugyaws from the Himalayas? Oh, well, there's always uh, Miskatonic graduate students and the like are always interested in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there'd be somewhere, to, someone here would buy it. Arkham's always been a strange kind of a town. Mark, it suddenly floods into your mind. That's where you know him from because. He's come into your shop looking for oriental things, which you don't really have a lot of. Uh, but he seemed he seemed like lacking in personality. He was it wasn't so much that he was a dick, but that he was just no nonsense. Um, this is what I'm looking for. If you don't have it, then walks out without saying goodbye. Yes, he's, yes, he's, he's checked in a couple of times about uh, things from the Orient. Uh, I, I get the impression from his letters that his house is full of things, full of things. I wonder, uh, I mean, perhaps there will be an estate sale at some point. Uh, I wonder what, he, what he's been collecting all this time. Uh, I was uh, looking last night at the uh, telephone directory to see what other porters were in town. Um, you don't see any other porters. And we know his son is far away, so indeed there might be uh, some choice pickings for you if uh, the cats are right and Wilhelm is not in residence. Uh, all right, uh, I'm going to um, uh, stow Bart in a comfortable corner of my office and do a sort of quick 
stern looking tour at the staff to make sure everybody's nose is clean and things are being reshelved and so on. And then uh, we'll we'll try to reach Haug at the university. Okay. Oh, you call the university, you get the administration office. Um, and they they tell you that there's no direct line to the classrooms, um, mm. but that uh, Professor uh, the Doctor Doctor Haug is there every weekday, so um, he has classes that he runs in the morning, but uh, uh, his afternoons are fairly free. He does a lot of uh, personal research. He is currently the uh, he's the head of the anthropology department. Uh, so there's a reasonable chance that if I phoned in the afternoon, I could find him in his office. I'm sorry, say that again. If you if, if you sh if you came there in the afternoon, yes, you'd find him in his office. Mm -hmm. All right. You, he doesn't have a phone in his office. So I understand. Very good. Thank you. Right. So we'll have a little uh, lunch at one of the places in town and um, walk over to the school, Bart. You can have a look at these cute girls for yourself. That sounds that sounds good. There's a there's a place that I, I think is close by, uh, an Italian place. Uh, oh, I, yeah, tip of my head. Names are so troubling to me these days. Luigi's. Is that it? That sounds right. The pink oboe. Um, uh, Katie, what are you doing today uh, after after you've talked to the police? Well, I think I finally I finally got a lead on that jumper who's been evading me. Okay. So it's gonna, about time I track him down. You're going to do regular work then. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll assume that Clive and Katie are doing their regular jobs. Uh, lunch comes and goes. Bart and Carl, are you going to head over to the university? It's just a couple blocks over. Um, spring bake is, has has uh, ended uh, this last weekend, so uh, all the students are back. They look bright and fresh and well dressed, and walking about campus with their books in their hands. And the girls, Bert, are, I tell you, youth is wasted on the young. Girls are wearing scandalous uh, dresses that are almost, you know, halfway up to their knees. And, uh, <laughs> oh, it's worse than I thought. Oh. You can see their ankles. All right. The library, uh, I'm sorry, not the library. Um, the anthropology building is a nice old building. Uh, it's a couple stories high. Uh, you step inside and there are signs on the wall that tell you uh, where the you know, head office is, the anthropology department. Uh, you go up the stairs. Uh, down the hall, and you find uh, you find a door that says, you know, uh, Doctor Alvin Haig or Haug on the uh, on the door. Knock, knock. Well, you can you can actually see it's got a glass. Mm. You can see him sitting behind a desk, and they're just going over paperwork and stuff. Well, still polite to knock. Yeah, oh. open. He. Waves like that for you to come in. Uh, good afternoon, Doctor Howe. Um, good afternoon. Can I can I help you with something? Uh, we hope so. We're concerned about this um, 
this uh, Wilhelm Wilhelm Porter character. Oh, Doctor Porter. Yeah, he used to. Um, He's emeritus from here. Or he was the head of the department before I uh, took over. Yeah. Um, um, and you've been trying to reach him. We get the impression his son is away. And he, I have a, a box of his stuff. Is he? Uh, well, he's. We're not sure. We're we're. Uh, we're in the process of trying to get the authorities interested in his whereabouts because he's. Uh, not at home, and and it's not evident where he's gotten to, oh, or if he's well. Do you have you said that? I mean, I got the impression that you were concerned about his well-being. Well, it's, that, it's it's been a couple of months since I've seen him. Um, oh, I, I I mean, obviously, I'm I'm somewhat concerned for every human life. But, um, well, uh, Dr. Wilhelm, Dr. Porter was not exactly a likable fellow. Um, most of the students kind of felt that if they got his classes, they were really, they were kind of cursed. Uh, he was an interesting man. He, um, he was a repository of all sorts of very interesting facts, but no entertainment value, no, no, no personality to go with that. Um, and then after not everybody who's uh, well informed is uh, a teacher. Just that's just true. because you have knowledge doesn't mean that you're good at transmitting it. Uh, um, Mr. Johnson here uh, had some interactions with Porter and oh. Yeah, has told me to not, you know, not the well, warmest character. He was a bit of a collector of uh, not only interesting things, but completely uninteresting things. He published book. He published at least one book. Um, he was married. Uh, his wife was delightful, but uh, she passed away and then kind of just went downhill after that and um he was he was no longer teaching classes at least not for the last year and, uh, he just decided to retire and so i haven't seen him but he left a box of stuff in my office um it's it's been almost two weeks since i last tried to contact him i sent him some letters telling him that if he doesn't want these things we're just going to have to auction them off Right. Well, uh, you know, we're going to be at his home so we can take them. And uh, we're also trying to get in touch with his son. So oh, unless okay. there's something of interest to you in it. None, none whatsoever. I mean, um, here's the box. And he pulls up a you know, fairly decent sized box of, uh, of stuff and sets it on the, on the table. And he says, you know, I, I gave him a warning if... Uh, I mean, I hope that the man is okay, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's past two weeks. If you want to take this and see if you can locate him, uh, give it to his son, uh, whatever. It'll go to the same place as the rest of the collection does. Uh, what was his specialty? Um, anthropology. Uh, he wrote uh, a lot about uh, Tibet. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, was he well traveled? Uh, yeah, I believe so. In his youth, yeah, yeah. How um, old the fellow is he now? Oh, seventy. Sons in the service. Seventy-three, maybe seventy-three. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Oh, so another young one man. Uh, yeah. Well, if so, you don't mind, I do have work to do. Is there anything course. else I can help you with? Um, you say it's been about a year since you were in touch directly? Uh, correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see him occasionally, but the last time I really conversed with him. Yeah, well, hopefully he's doing some late life traveling and uh, we'll bring back even more of these knickknacks. I, I hope that he's all right, yeah. I believe well, that his son is in. It's in the service. Yes, I think that he's in the Navy in um, uh, Rhode Island, Newport, Rhode Island, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, so maybe we'll find it easier to, to connect them than we feared. Appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, take that. <laughs> and then he just immediately goes back to his work. As you guys walk out with the box full of treasure. All right, Bart, let's take this to your the back room of your shop and we'll see what uh, ancient Tibet has to offer. Yes, uh, looking forward to it. But uh, Carl, how is that lovely wife of yours doing? Oh, you know, um, commendably. She puts up with me. Um, you know, I. You know, they still have many children, and I fear, uh, every once in a while she mentions adoption, and I just, the idea of bringing some street cat into our home and raising it as if it were our own offspring, well, doesn't appeal to me. Well, you know, sometimes the Lord takes his good time with his blessings, just... Yeah. Yeah, you know, hopefully I won't have to be 900-odd like Methuselah when he had his first child, because I... uh, I don't know. I don't expect to live as long as you. <laughs> well, I don't intend to live to 900. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, if everything in this box is statues of cats, are we just going to leave them in an alley somewhere and forget <laughs> all this ever happened? Well, given the circumstances, that sounds like the wise course of action. Well, we'll see. But all right. I feel like, like cats' curiosity might get the better of us. All right, so you head uh, towards uh, your antique shop. And I just realized I have a mistake that I need to fix. So give me a couple of minutes. Um, Katie and Clive. Um, Katie, you have apprehended your, uh, your guy. You've taken him into the police and you've collected a handsome reward of some sort. Thank you. Um, and, and as I'm leaving, by the way, um, I sort of shift my uh, head a little bit and a gold chain sort of slips out and on it is a, on it is a ring. And, uh, okay. What's, what's the ring? In it, there's a it, there's um, a couple of initials, uh, A P, heart, uh, K P, uh, nine 
1913. AP Hart. Um, what significance does the ring have? Wedding ring. Oh, yours or his? His. <laughs> okay, so you've stolen his wedding ring? No, this is mine. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Okay. Well, like, no. Um, I get back to my office, put down the money, and I sort of sit back at my desk. I'm sort of fiddling with it. That's on, on my neck. Mm -hmm. God, some days, Alan. Some days. Uh, so you're talking to your ex or your late husband. Late. All right. So um, your day and uh, Stuart, your character's day, uh, um, your, your mechanic shop, it's kind of boring. The last, last couple of hours, you've had no new clients. You finished up uh, what you were working on, and you don't see anybody pulling in or anything. Uh, so you're thinking that you could leave early. Yeah. And you know that the, uh, that the other guys are sort of congregating at, uh, the antique shop if they manage to secure the, uh, I'll, the I'll head on over there. It's yeah. Mr. Johnson's got some pretty neat things in that shop and, uh, I wouldn't mind just seeing what they found out. I'm I'm really curious. I really hope, I really hope that guy's okay. And um, we'll say that as you're walking over to that shop, uh, Katie sees you and uh, joins you. Hey, Katie. Hey. Oh, just a slow day in the shop today. Just finished up the Hudson's truck and. That's it. Nobody since. So, yeah. Well, I managed. I managed to catch my jumper. Couldn't jump for too long. Wow. Gosh, your your career is just a bit too uh, too crazy for my kind of blood. No, no, I get it. It's just well, someone's got to keep the lights on, right? Hey, I was going to head on over to Mister Johnson's. Uh, uh shop but would were you heading there too you know i wasn't but maybe i should i suppose uh i suppose alan can wait a couple more hours i say as i sort of absentmindedly fiddle with with the ring all right so you arrive at the shop uh just a few minutes after bart and carl have arrived uh bart and carl are towards the back of the shop uh, but you can see it from the front door. And they've got a large box on the counter that they're getting ready to open. Oh, don't worry about them, Daniel. These are more friends of mine. Uh, come to look at these things. I'll take care of it. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you uh, open the box. And uh, quite a bit of it is is wrapped. There's there's wrapped up. There are a couple of books. Okay, the books look like they are fairly new books, and uh, you notice that the books are 
uh, written by Wilhelm Porter. And the name of the books are Tibet and the Culture of Religion. They're identical. Um, so this, these are the books that he produced. Uh, in addition, you find um, a piece of uh, silk, uh, like, a, like a scarf. It's, it's fairly large, and it's kind of heavy. And when you open it up, uh, it is painted uh, on, one, on one side. Uh, and it looks like this. Now, would you look at that? Uh, do we beautiful. recognize it perhaps with an occult role? Um, do you have, uh, yeah, do, a, do an occult role, do a history role, or do you know have, anything about? I have history a bunch. I have history as well. And 84 is not good enough for either, though. <laughs> but 28 is a hard history success. Okay. Um, you think think you may have run across this particular deity before. It comes up occasionally in Tibetan mythology. There's paintings of her. Uh, it's Kali Shiva. It is um, Salye. Du Dalma, um, the goddess of sleep. In Tibetan mythology, the protector of sleep. I wonder if these are all dreams around her in these sort of cloud phases. Could be, maybe. Um, I'm going to try a praise too, although it's not a specialty. Oh, but a uh, 15 is a success. Um, the quality, the workmanship, it's silk. Um, you'd say easily the equivalent of what would be in our, our world, seven or $800. Mm -hmm. so. And uh, do I think it's a contemporary work or, or quite old or? Um, it's probably from the, from the quality of it, you'd say probably in the last 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, I wonder, I mean, if he's 73 now, was he traveling to Tibet, 63? Maybe, maybe he just had people he'd met over the years who sent him things, but it's a beauty. And he was just letting it sit? Yeah, you wouldn't leave this just sitting in a box. Uh, I, again, either he went on an unexpected trip and didn't forward his mail, even though he's going to be gone for a while, or something less pleasant has happened. I'm telling you, I think, I think he's in that home. Yeah. I think it's probably too late to save him now, though. Goddess of dreams, you said? Yeah, a god, a god who's the protector of dreams. Um, so uh, you do Dalma. Also find a necklace. It's mm. fairly, oh. fairly small. Very pretty. You it's think possibly made of jade? Jade and silver. Yeah, it's very handsome. That is. And under a piece of red velvet at the bottom of the box, there's something heavy. Uh, you unwrap the velvet and you find this. A sword. Uh, wow. I say, uh, like, uh, I say, like, like that sort of like lift this out. Look at this 
ceremonial, I would say. Yeah, can I do an appraiser hist history on the sword? Um, yes. Yes, you're doing a praise. I mean, they're very exotic items. But 12 is an extreme success on a praise. Yeah, you'd, you'd say that definitely these things are worth quite a lot of money. I uh, grab a piece of paper just to, to, just to see. I'm guessing, like Carl said, it's probably ceremonial, but I got to know. So I'm, I, I want to see how sharp this edge is without tying myself on it. It's not particularly sharp. It does look old. Um, it's, uh, it's composed of bronze and, um, the sort of where the blade comes out and the, the way the hilt is shaped, um, there are definitely sort of iconographic matches to the painting. Yeah. I so think it's, it's almost like a tongue with little things on the end of it. it it's definitely ceremonial. It doesn't look like you yeah, this, fight with it. No, I know what, what a fighting weapon looks like. This ain't it. I, uh, I, I point, but look at this. These pictures, don't they look like the ones on the, on the painting? But they, they, they come from the same culture. It, it makes sense why these things would have these similar patterns and designs. Yeah, but uh, maybe this thing is something to, to do with our uh, dream protector. Well, uh, what, what do you mean? I mean, they're associated, but... Uh... Well, how else? I, I don't know the story here, but if I'm, if I'm protecting people's dreams, I gotta do it somehow. Maybe this is supposed to be my weapon. Well, I'm not uh, familiar with the finer points of their religion. Uh, are you superstitious yourself, uh, Katie? Miss uh, Miss Posen? Uh, I sort of pull my ring out because it, it's probably about time I let him know about this. It's Mrs. actually. Oh, oh, my apologies, dear. Uh, it can be hard when uh, someone you love passes to the other side. Uh, it, it it was a while ago. It it's fine. I just uh, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to cause any scenes every time you tried to set me up with with your grandson. Oh well, I wish you would have told me sooner. I I apologize. You know it's, how we how us old timers can be. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But, but uh, I mean, there's a young man in a house surrounded by cats who may need our help. Mm, yeah, let's focus on that. Uh, and uh, you told the police that there was a concern, and yeah, but they said that legally they 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 need to find some reason to get in there. For what they've got, there's not much. And I couldn't exactly tell them we opened his mail. It would probably not be good for your licensing situation. No, no, no not at all. No, the, I would rather not lose that, thanks. But part of me is curious and wants to uh, see what I could find about this, these materials in the library. Part of me thinks that maybe while well, most of Arkham is at work is a better time to try to slip into a back door than when everyone's at supper. 
Yeah, probably. And if they didn't like your hamburger, Clive, how are we going to get the feline menace to let us even try to get in? Why would they want us not to go in? You think they'd want to go in? Yeah. If there was something decaying or something that was feasting on some you know, morbid thoughts. It's almost like they're trying to, to guard it or protect it from us. That, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe if Either we take that sword in this box and use it to make a little reflection, they'll chase it around and it will give us an opportunity. <laughs> they, haven't acted like, they haven't acted like actual cats yet. I don't know how, how that's going to work. Yeah, except for their arrogance. They've been very unfeline. Uh, we could, we could just probably borrow a dog. I think. I think if we if we put our mind to it, a couple of us could push through them. Just wear wear like a, a thicker coat so their claws won't get to us. I guess they never, they never clawed you. No, they just ricocheted off. Yeah, that's the weird thing. They never actually brought their brought the claws out. Let's. Well, yeah, they seem. Um, they're I, again, I thought of something like distemper or rabies, but on the contrary, they seem very focused. And I don't know about you, but something about how they were acting was really weird to me. Like, uh, bear, bear with me here, but why would all the cats sit like all the black cats are here, all the tabbies are here, all the white cats are here? Like, that's not something cats really do, but that's something. That's something I would think humans would do, wouldn't it? A little bit, yeah. Well, they, they've done lots of bizarre things. I mean, like all focusing on the house and not paying attention to their surroundings elsewhere. Ignoring me right in front of them. I mean, everything about them doesn't seem to be quite adding up. Uh-uh. So what's your next move? All right. Well, I think at this point, there's nothing we really can do unless we want to try and get in there. But again, how do we get past the chat? Well, I think the time is for me to take about a two hour nap as the youngsters decide how to get past the cats. <laughs> well, we could just put Bart on the porch, let him fall asleep and then use him as a sort of bulldozer. Just push the cats away from the door with his prone form. He's too bony for them to eat. <laughs> I say we, I, I, yeah. All right, Clive, do you have, uh, you must fix um, the uh, thing that we do that turns the car on. Oh, you yeah, ever open a, yeah. yeah, do you ever open a house door? Oh, I, I have from time to time. I'm pretty good with mechanical and all sorts of devices. I mean, if you can open the door in a swift and unobtrusive manner, the cats have been quiet. Too quiet. We can take in his mail and his uh, artifacts. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Let's deliver his artifacts to him. Along and just check. With, with the mail. With the mail. And we'll just do a quick once over and then exit. If we don't find him, then he's away. We'll put it. If the, if the place is cold and the ice box is empty, we'll assume that he's halfway around the world and uh, yeah. never think about it twice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's do it. 
Are you going to go now during the daylight or are you going to wait until later? It's just a question. I'm not is is the back direction. is the back door in the garden relatively secluded from onlookers? Imagine that there are numerous, you know, there are other streets. So mm -hmm. if you're in his backyard and you look over the fence, you're looking into the next street's backyard. Mm -hmm. So unless somebody's in the backyard and then the house and then the street, um, they wouldn't and see I, you. And if his neighbors were busybodies, they'd all be out there trying to take those cats home. Yeah, yeah good point. Call yeah. animal control. We Definitely. can say that the backyard's not a picket fence, it's a solid. Actually, actually, speaking of that, Carl, should I have to call the animal control to see if they can get rid of these cats? That might have solved our problem. Well, I don't, I mean, here's the, GM and 20s and etc. question. I I feel like there used to be dog pounds. I'm not sure they they did anything about stray cats because stray cats keep vermin down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think they let's when I my, my my strongest <laughs> reference for this is that in cartoons from before the Second World War they had dog catchers, right? Not animal control or dog and cat patrol. Maybe, so I think but I think if if I if I report it as like a possible nuisance or a infestation of cats, that might get get them to act. Well, well, let's let's try going in first before I mean, we. They're just cats. They haven't harmed any of us. I think it'll be okay. Yeah. If 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 we call them, then they could come at any time, and then we could. We could get ourselves in trouble if it inconvenience uh, us. We also don't want to get a lot of pet cats euthanized. Yeah. Um, because of right. this hypnotic thing that's happening at the old porter place. All right, all right. We'll go in there. I'll be gentle, but by pushing the cats away and see if, while Clive gets us in. Okay. So uh, you you're you said you were gonna take the box to deliver it. Mm -hmm. All right. So you put everything back in the box. Um, and and that was the whole contents? The, that the that was pretty the much it. There might have okay. been a couple little other trinkets, but the little statues of Buddha or something, but they don't look anywhere near as interesting. As the Those were the stuff. main items. Yeah. All right. So you walk down the street carrying the box, and uh, as you are coming up towards the house, there are even more cats in the yard. Even more. Um, and they are they are definitely regimented into various kinds, uh, still not interacting, not eating, staring at the house. Um, so you guys are still outside the gate. What do you do? Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Well, I'm going to be very slow because I walk slow and now I have to step over all these cats and... Who has the box? I'll start walking towards, you know, the side of the house. Okay. okay. So Clive, you step through the gate and yeah. towards the side. I thought maybe we could, you, there was a shed in the backyard. There is. Wilhelm's going to have a snow shovel in there. That might be useful for scooting cats to the side. All right, so Will, I mean, uh, Clive goes in first. Who's second? 
probably me because I'm going okay. to be the one wielding said shovel, probably. Katie, your yeah. second. Uh, yeah, Bart, Bart will go ahead and I'll take up the rear with the box. Okay. Um, the three of you find that you are wi winding you know, in between the cats that don't seem to want to get out of your way. Um, but as Carl steps into the yard and starts to try to follow you, a couple of the cats nearby suddenly look, look up towards Carl uh, as he's coming in with that box and they get out of your way. In fact, they go a little bit to the side of where you're walking and they sit back down and they look up at you. Mm, sweet kitty kitty, sweet kitty kitty. No noise. That's, um, uh, you know, I'm going to make sure that those in front of me see that. Uh, yeah. Most of them we, are still looking at the house, but the ones that are right near you are glancing up at you. Oh, could you please get in front of me? It's so difficult for me to be stepping over all these cats. That sounds like a good idea, Bart. Yeah. We, yeah, we've got a little bit of an honor guard going on. Maybe something he brought back that is like catnip, but we don't know about it, and it's infused in his old stuff. Mm -hmm. Who knows? You, um, you take a few more steps into the yard, and a few other cats, the ones behind you, um, have kind of noticed. Uh, are you guys all walking towards the back of the house? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, a weird sort of procession starts where, as you're walking, the cats that are on the periphery take notice, jump down from wherever they are or move over, and they start to form themselves almost into like ranks behind you as you guys are walking. The other ones in the front yard take notice and they start to follow you around the back of the house. Uh, Carl, did you suddenly become the Pied Piper of cats? Kind of looks like that. They're not being friendly or anything. They're still walking silently and following you yeah, but they're also not doing cat hunting behavior like trying to hide their Correct. tails are stiff they're just yeah i'm suspecting that we found some sort of i think that wilhelm stumbled on some tibetan cat chemical accidentally it looks like they're uh, it reminds me of my the days of my youth <laughs> they're look at them they're like little soldiers did you grow up in Hamlin? You know, no. Pied Piper. So you walk around to the back of the, uh, you're still in the yard on the, on the little path. Uh, you're moving up towards the porch and the cats are not hindering you in any way. Uh, and as you step up onto the porch into the door, there are cats on either side of you that are watching what you're doing. Uh, but they don't seem to be hindering you in any way at this point. Clive, right. might be our best, best shot to, to get this open. Sure, I'll go to the back door. I mean, is the back door unlocked? No. 
It's locked. Okay. Well, I'd like to try try picking the lock. Okay. Uh, do a lock. Uh, lock. You can do that, or you can do mechanical. Oh, mechanical. Oh, that's even better. Mechanical. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely do mechanical. I probably just jinxed it myself. Oh, 22. I made both. Nice. Nice. Actually, no, I, I missed lock pick by one, but I nail, I got a hard on the mechanical. Okay. So without, okay. without too much difficulty, you unlock the door, you, uh, you, you fiddle with it and you open it up and, uh, the door opens. Um, and you know, you're at the back door. Uh, you can see immediately there's like a bit of a hallway and there's a kitchen on one side. And uh, the other side looks like it leads somewhere else. Um, everybody do spot hidden. Sure. And this is for something specific. Six, ah. eight. Hot six, extreme. Oh, nice. 75 is a failure. I only missed by two, but when Katie goes, aha. Okay. And five. Uh, 68 out of 65, missed okay. by three. Okay. First thing that you notice is that the house is kind of piled high with books and things and boxes. And you get the impression this is an old guy who lives here who maybe after his wife died, he just stopped cleaning up and caring about things. Um, so there's lots of stuff. Plus, he probably collects newspapers and books and things, and they're kind of piled up. The thing, though, that you notice, Katie, is there really isn't any smell. Wait, wait, wait. There's, there's no smell of decay or anything like that. It smells a little musty, but musty like books and newspapers well. smell. No smell of anything rotten, so there's doesn't seem to be anything dying in here. Oh, but yes, this, this smells closer to my uh, to my store than it does a morgue. But Katie, you also notice something very odd. Mm -hmm. There seems to be sort of clinging to the ground, about an inch high, a kind of a, a white mist, um, like fog in a scary movie you know it's uh, not in the air it's just there at the ground like wisps wisps of it uh curling around the bottom of the books curling around the newspaper uh guys i kind of point we got mist or fog or something on the ground oh it's nothing i'll kneel down and kind of Wish my hand through it to break yeah, it up. It 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 flo you know, floats away. And I'm assuming that the internal temperature is pretty much the same as the external, which is uh, yes, yeah. There's you know no, not that much above freezing. There's and no. It's, or I guess, it's chilly inside. Yeah, chilly. Wonder what this um, is coming from. We also notice that all of the cats are waiting at the door. I kind of thought they'd follow the box in. Did, did the mist, when I put my hand through it, was it cold? Like like from not, dry eyes? Not mist? particularly, and it didn't really smell. Um, and 
you don't know where it's coming from. Um, I'll start looking around for that. Thesaurus. It's fairly light. Uh, oh, well, now the, the room is, like I say, kind of messy. So how do you guys want to proceed? So it's mid-afternoon, but the mm -hmm. house is well, it's, curtained. Or it's late afternoon? It, it's Yeah, it's probably about five by now because you guys finished up at work and got together. Well, we kind of left work early. So you did leave work early, early before you guys supper, looked but... through all the stuff. And, so we'll say yeah. it's about four. It's, it's, it's still light. So it's pretty time. shadowy in here. If like it's filtered light, and all of not, the all of the windows are clo uh, closed. The curtains. Are if closed. We, if we don't want to get spotted by anybody, we probably want to get inside. Oh yeah, pull the door closed behind you, please, Bart. Of course. Okay, when you try to do that, the cats block the door. Oh, well, it looks like, like they don't want you to close the door. It looks like the cats want the door open, but they're staying outside. They're staying behind you. But they're following us in. Well, Carl's Bart's in the last place now because I took we switched right. places because I was clearing the way for him. So that they didn't they didn't come inside after the box. A, a couple of them sort of came in now that he's trying to close the door. Um, they're still not making any noise, and there's we'll say there's even a point where where Bart tries to sort of push them out of the way of the door. And a couple of them give you the bop, 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 smack. Like, don't do that. Um, but they definitely are, are prevent, trying, def, trying definitely to prevent you from closing the door at this point. Oh, Mr. Porter? Oh, Mr. Porter, are you here? Nothing. No he was here. It would not be this temperature, et cetera. Um, okay. Uh, I... Clive, you're practical, and Katie, you have experience with these sorts of things. Have a look around the house and see if there's something that suggests what's going on. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to put the box down. The back door opens out of the kitchen, I trust, or a hallway right, next to the right. kitchen. Yeah, next to the kitchen, right. So I'm going to like step into the kitchen. Doesn't smell like decay. No. I'm going to put the box on the, the kitchen table and start taking the things out to show the cats. Okay. The cats are obviously um, do a in charge roll. around here. Do a luck roll for me. It's the second time I've missed a luck roll, luck roll by two. Spend two hit points to know. <laughs> do you want to, can, um, can, can you push luck? No. Mm. You can only push your luck in reality. So <laughs> when you're taking the things out of the box, the cats don't really have any kind of a reaction until you remove the, uh, the, the jade velvet with the sword. No, with the sword. Oh, the sword. And then they just, they, they look a little more alert when you pull the sword out. Bert, are you seeing this? Yes, I mean, as I said, they remind me of little soldiers. You're, you know, you're out there giving your orders with the sword, and they, and, and these cats that have sort of crept in and around a little bit, are they still in regiments? Um, not so much. They kind of have all moved together to get through the door, uh, but uh, they're of all walks. You can see that some are street cats and some are domesticated cats, and. Um, I mean, do Martin, or do if a spot hidden. 
if we can figure this out, we'll be a rich man. I don't have that much luck. Having some, some Sanderson dice tonight. <laughs> yeah, and 74. Uh, again, my eyes are not very good, so 74 is okay, never yeah. close. It's better than my 80. So, so Clive, I'm, just, I'm just sort of like using the light, whatever sunlight I can get on the sword, okay. using the old reflection plan that Bart suggested earlier. Uh, uh, Clive and Katie, what are you doing? Are you going farther in? I'm going farther in because I'm trying to find either either Dr. Porter or some indication of what happened to him. Okay. Um, the room is a mess, but it doesn't look like a mess of an assault. It looks like a mess of neglect that mm -hmm. he hasn't dusted and he hasn't. He's got piles of things around. You actually find a box in his living room uh, filled with copies of his book, um, the book about Tibet. Hey, Clive, um, get more of these. Yep. Uh, there are here. there are research papers and there's uh, just uh, there's newspapers. It looks like there's a whole pile of newspapers that he's never even read. They're still rolled up. Um, he's brought in, but hasn't read it. But you do notice now that this sort of low hanging white mist is coming from the stairs. It's slowly wafting its way down the stairs and into the into the room. I'd, I'd like to go straight to his bedroom because that's, you know, maybe he's had a stroke and he's dead there. I am okay. going to let the I am going to let them know what's going on before I follow him because who knows what could be up there. OK, so Clive is going up and Katie, you're going up. How about the, the other two? Well, I'm I'm going to yell to them what we found and then okay. going up. I'm, hey, I'm sure you're sort of all moving in bit by bit. Yeah. By bit. Hey, guys, the, we found nothing here yet or a sign of him anyway, but we know where the mist is coming from upstairs. And this mist has no scent. No scent. Because that's the thing. The mist has to be attracting the cats or doing something to the cats, it, right? It, okay. It looks like, you know, uh, like uh, dry ice. Mm -hmm. That sort of hanging right. and it is you know it's 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 spring in the northeast you know if there's a window open upstairs or a problem in the attic there could be ice it's, i mean there's something that's not not impossible just right. weird looking so i guess i'm going to follow and i'm going to carry the decorative sword okay um as you follow the cats follow along in fact the cats are now sort of moving into the house and covering the area behind you as you are moving forward. Um, Clive, you are at the top of the stairs. Oh, and yeah. uh, Katie, you're following, did you say? Yeah. All right. Clive, you can see down the hallway at the top of the stairs that one of the bedrooms, it's, it's got a door on it. The door is closed, but the mist seems to be coming from under that door. Yeah, it looks like I bet you that's you know, all head slowly down the hall. I'll be kind of peeking in each room as I go by, as I head okay. towards that um, door of the mist. I don't know what to expect, so I'm just going to go to my hip and bring out Bertha. Okay. Your and gun. Just, yeah. yeah. Oh, put that thing away. All right. 
So Clive, you get to the door. Um, Katie is maybe six or seven feet behind you. Uh, Carl, you were, were you heading up the stairs as well? You're muted. Yeah. I, I do. I, I'm, I'm wondering about Bart and the stairs and Bart versus the cats. Um, do you do you want to uh, do you want to stay down here and um, look around, or do you want to see where the magic mist is coming from? I, stairs are. Yeah. I, I'll just I'll just wait down here with the cats. Okay. Yeah. If they start nibbling your ankles, holler. Well, the the procession as it goes, uh, the cats pretty much ignore you, Bart, as they 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 just keep walking past you and they're following Carl up the stairs. Uh, Clive, uh, you're at the door. What do you want to do? I'll uh, I'll put my hand on the door. Is it hot or cold? It's just room temperature. Just drop my hand in the doorknob and open it up. Okay. Uh, you open up the door. And you look into the room. Uh, the windows are like other windows in the house. The curtains are closed. Uh, there's a large bed in the middle of the room. Uh, and there are piles of blankets on the bed. And you can see that there is a metal bowl that is setting on the bed. It looks like it's also made out of brass. And it has designs all over it. And there's like a wooden... Um, uh, it looks like a wooden rod that's that's next to it. Um, but do a spot hidden for me. Certainly. And we've got an 83 completely. Uh, me too, or just him? Well, he's in there first. So you failed? Yeah, 83 out of 65. Katie, you come up behind him, and now he's stepping into the room, and you're coming up and looking into the room, you do a spot hidden. Oh, oops, wrong dice. Hold on. <laughs> 26 out of 65. That is a okay. hard success. Excellent. Um, as you step into the room and look around, you're looking at the bed with all the blankets, and there's definitely the shape of a body underneath those blankets. Oh, that Clive shit. hasn't noticed yet. I kind of creep forward. Um, do I see any movement? Nothing. Gee, Katie, look at this really neat bowl. I bet, I bet Carl or Mr. Johnson would know what that's about. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm going to try and get a better look at said body. Well, it's it's completely the the blankets all the way over it. What do you want to do? I'm going to regret this. I, uh, I'm like, Clive? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I sort of gesture to the bed. I, I take one hand off my gun and sort of gesture to the bed. Yeah, I a lot of I, I see a blanket. I see an outline of a body. Do? Oh, It becomes He's, obvious once she says that. And by oh, now, Carl is poking his nose around. God, you're right. He's totally covered. We kind of need to see if we kind of need to see if he's even alive. He's probably not. But before you disturb it, uh, a couple of things. We, we, we found a Bart. I probably 
is the is the mist coming out of the bowl? The no, but the mist in this room is almost four inches thick. It's much thicker in here, and it was going. Now it's flowing out the door. And, okay, so uh, it's just creeping out under the under the correct between the jam and the bottom of the door, and now it's flowing. It still doesn't smell bad. No, and in fact, and it doesn't smell, smell like anything. It just smells like a bedroom. It doesn't smell like decay or anything like that. And I'm sorry, the bowl is on the bed with the blanket. The bowl was on the bed. I think that Clive picked it up. Oh, I didn't pick it up. Okay, I just went over to look at it and and check it out. And it's got its brass. Is it smooth or is it marked? It's, it's marked. It's got some dark spots on it that make patterns and stuff. Once again, it looks Tibetan of some sort. It's about yay big. Uh, now I've I know there's a thing where people use a they it's like a bell that you can ring, but you do it uh, by hand. Player knows this character does not. Yeah, I mean I you know I I see very I get little bits of information as a librarian that I don't know anything deep about. Uh, so do you want to should uh, do we? We can't assume that Porter is alive under those blankets in this chilly room. Is this when we back out and see if the cats follow us outside and call the police anonymously and say, Wilhelm Porter is dead upstairs? Or do we just look at him and then put the blankets back and leave? Well, we have to know what we're telling the police. If nothing else, if he's dead, I if no, I can't exactly tell Stony I helped break in here, but yeah. if we have reason to believe he's dead, I'm happy to to you know send an anonymous note to the newspaper or something. Well, there's no reason to get personally involved. Um, but let's you know for our own curiosity and in case there's something we don't that we can still do. Do you want yeah. me to? How are the cats behaving? Uh, they're at the door of the room. They're not coming in the room. They're uh, they're looking kind of nervous, but it, it, you get the impression they're looking around. Uh, but they're they're not stepping into the room yet. Are are they gathering on the landing? As they're gathering as they're they follow up the they're stairs. Definitely all all outside the room. I sort of noticed this and I'm like, okay, take one look, put it back, and we get out of here. Yeah, it's misfit, right? Do you, uh, right? do you got, since you're holding the gun, do you want one of us to peel the blankets back? Could you please? I've sort of positioned well, why, myself. Why are you holding a gun though? It's just, it's a bot. Okay, all right. So, I wasn't sure what right. we were going to be coming up, up to. What was going to be in here? I'll step to the far side of the bed so I can get a, a look from that angle in case things are obscured from Carl's angle. Okay. So who's grabbing the blanket and what are you going to do? Throw it off? Or? I think as Clive looks nervous and this, this blade isn't sharp, I'm going to tuck the end of the ceremonial blade under the top of the blanket and pull it back. I don't want to touch anything. 
All right. You you put the end of the sword under the blanket and you you pull it back, and uh, immediately what you see uh, is a man. You assume that it is Wilhelm Porter. It's an old man. Part of him is missing. Um, part of his face is completely torn off. Uh, one of his legs is gone, and part of his belly has been torn open. But there is a thick mucus that's clear that's completely covering his body. Um, he's dead, and you can see that he's obviously been there for some time. Uh, does anybody want to do a medical or spot hidden or something like that my my medical sucks but i do have a pretty i've been having good luck with spot hit either one either one is this a sand check yeah you're going to do a sand check in a second 54 out of 65 pass mm. uh my sand is okay uh and then and for the and then for the sandy eight. check, hold on. Doo -doo -doo. Ha! Uh, eight out of 75. You're tough. Uh, and I got an 07 for my spot hidden, so that's extreme. Okay. Um, the wounds on this body do not look like they were done with any kind of an instrument or an axe or anything like that. It looks literally like they have been torn off like his leg has been ripped completely off at the at the joint. Um, how did everybody do on their sanities? Carl I, passed. I passed. I passed. I really passed. Carl. 43 out of 40. Fail. Okay. Do an intelligence roll. Uh, that's a hard success. Okay. Um, just do a 1d4. For damage. Um, and those of us who passed one anyway? Those, those of you who passed one, take at least one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is the, this, this, this mucus, is this translucent mucus? Yeah. Is the bed soaked with blood? Uh, no, there doesn't seem to be any puddles of blood anywhere. Uh, but this mucus is completely covering him, uh, every, every bit of him. Uh, Oh, right. Damnedest, damnedest thing, though. Look at this. I sort of, you know, again. This wasn't. Oh. This, he didn't have limbs chopped off or cut off. This was torn, like something really yeah. strong torn to pieces. Yeah, and there's no, and it, and it's not messy, and there's this goop. And his body is obviously not giving off warmth. I'm not going to lay my hand on it, but I assume oh, it's no. the temperature of the room. Correct. But it doesn't, he's not in decay, is he? Uh-uh. You don't see any indication of decay. It doesn't um, smell bad. It doesn't smell bad. It's the craziest, grossest thing. Everyone do uh, spot hiddens, except yeah. for Bart. Uh, Bart, you're downstairs. You hear everybody sort of gas <gasps> is everything okay up there uh, first first spot hidden fail 
Yeah, I don't see it this time. I've got a regular success, and I'm thinking that I sort of want to brush some of this mist away to see if the limbs are here. Because right. where would they be? You, you spot hidden? Yeah, a standard success. I'm probably a bit too too distracted making sure, you know, we're kind of safe to, like, notice this. Clive, you suddenly sort of feel like there's something in the room and kind of out of the corner of your eye, you get this sensation of um, colors, like bright, flashy colors, something moving around the room. Uh, it's moved over behind Katie. Um, she hasn't noticed anything. Carl, did you say you passed? Yeah, regular pass. Um, when you notice Clive sort of looking around, you start to have the same sort of sensation, like something in this room. The room is dark and kind of dull, and there's something brightly colored in here. Um, you start to notice a, a, a play of light in the room that's casting slight shadows on things. Uh, but when you turn to look, you, there's, there's nothing there, but it's, it's kind of moved into your periphery. How are the cats behaving now? Uh, the cats are suddenly becoming quite, quite nervous. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and they they're begin, looking around. They begin to make meow noises. Okay. Mm. As okay. soon as that starts to happen. Bart, we've turned the what's, cats back on. What's going on? Is everything okay up there? I Nothing, don't know. Nothing's great, but uh, we're, we're not in danger. Um, Katie, as you are standing there, the room ahead of you that you're looking into seems to sort of light up as if there were a bright light behind you shining in this direction, except that it's multicolored. It's like, it's like you're in some sort of a jazz discotheque or whatever for, for a few moments. And before you can turn around, Carl and Clive, um, something that was behind Katie leaps forward onto the bed and you are almost blinded by these bright scintillating colors. Um, and as you guys do a sand check, what you see on the bed looks like this. Gosh. Oh, sand check, you said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, and whoa, did I fail. Ooh. <laughs> 96 um, out of 37. <laughs> did you fail also, Carl? Uh, I actually made mine. Oh, okay. Um, but, I, but it's, you know, I mean, it's still insane. It's, yeah. Really bad Those of you who failed, uh, do a 1d6. Oh, this could be worse. Three more. Okay, that's 
not awesome. That could be worse. What did one before is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, I, yeah, that, that 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 was four down, but eh, could be okay. worse. I yeah. Um. So you all yell and and leap back. Um. Holy I, shit! I, I'm over ten percent my of my threshold that, in the last two fails. That's that's fine. Oh, um, okay. It's not a long run campaign, so we don't oh. really care. Uh, Bart, at this point, you suddenly hear them all uh, yelling from upstairs. Um, as this thing appears and lands on the bed, uh, this is it start weird, consuming? Well, no, this weird ripping sort of sound comes out of its mouth, uh, and its its body seems to sort of scintillate with color. And at that point, the cats rush in at full speed screaming and attempting to leap on this thing with their claws and attack it what do you guys want to do get out of the way couldn't have said it better myself get out of the way the I, I, of probably, cats. I probably empty my magazine as i go <laughs> okay uh so we'll, we'll say that I, clive I, and carl uh run for the door uh to hmm, try to back we oh, don't step on angry cats. I'm okay. I'm sort of swishing away. Well, actually, wait a minute. No. Well, yeah, because I'm I'm talking what the actual fuck. Right. Um, um like, Katie, you said you're going to empty your gun into it. Well, basically, like I'm backing out using while the cats are like piling on this thing, I'm emptying my magazine into its head. Okay. Uh do a do your uh shoot shoot um uh, firearms. Yep. <laughs> Hard success. Okay. Uh, Bart, you're downstairs. You suddenly hear gunfire. Uh, um, so I have time to roll for some. <laughs> and I'm yes. freaking out. All right. You're freaking out. Uh, how do and you want to freak out? I'm, I am, you know, it's, 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 it's incoming cannonballs. You know, you <laughs> got to get down, you know. Okay. And All basically, right. as soon as my magazine is empty, I drop my. I like I put I, I sorry I basically bolt for the door. Okay. Um, did you fire? What what kind of gun do you have? I have a thirty-two revolver. Uh, thirty-two revolver. You can do uh, uh, three, three. Why don't you just roll for damage for all three shots? One uh, d eight each. Uh, I think that's right. 1D, 1D10 is oh. uh, 38. Oh, 32. Just 32. Oh, you got a 32. Uh, yeah, 1D8. 1D8 each. Ugh, I have all these other dice. I don't think I'd grab the D8. Ugh. Hang on. Ah, here we go. Ha, it's red. Seven, nine. Uh, 12. All right. Um, you are a pretty good shot because you're a bounty hunter. Um, bail collection agent. Um, you can definitely see that your bullets are hitting the thing in the face. Uh, you, you managed to not hit a cat. But where the wound is popping in, the hole is just closing right behind it. 
Yep, I'm running. Um, Just running. The cats, however, are leaping onto it and scratching. And you can definitely see their scratches are damaging it. You can see where these bright lights are appearing where the, the cat's being scratched. However, this scintillating cat thing, this scintillating monster, is also flinging cats left and right. And when they're hitting the wall, it's killing the cats. Well, yeah, but at, at this point, kitties, do your thing. I'm out of here. All right. So Clive I'd like to and- roll an idea. Sure. Um, because it strikes me that he's dead and bad. Uh, that's, a, that's a hard success for the idea, one by one point. I'm thinking that he's, he was attacked and the sword is attached to the protector of dreams. And the cat's like the sword. So I'm going to try to just move, not abruptly, but move the sword toward this shimmering cat thing. Thing? Okay. Yeah. Well, understand that there's kind of pandemonium going on. The right. Thing is there's cats to be dodged. It's, it's trying to fight with the cats. The cats are trying to leap on it from all directions. So it, you can't, like, just walk them down like that. Okay. You're going to have to do something um, all right. to try and hit if you want to hit it or stab it or something like that. Um, all right. All right. Yeah, so so do give me just a brawl roll and see if you pass. I should have had a bladed weapon instead of a handgun that I didn't bring. Oh, such a 69 is so many points away from my fighting brawl. My brawl is better, probably. Well, I'll I'll give you this. As you bring the sword, as you're trying to hit the thing, you're, you're afraid you're going to hit the cats. Um, right. And so much is going on. But as you bring the end of the sword towards the creature, the end of it sort of glows. You can see there's <clears throat> a, like a golden light on the end of the sword. Um, okay. Golden light seems good. Clive, what are you doing? Are you running? So... Um... I came back, uh, I went to the far side of the bed, so it's on the opposite side. Right. I'm on the opposite side. So of you're kind the of trapped with, in the room. Yeah. yeah, so I'm freaking out. I'm trying to make my way around without getting in the way of the cats. But if I see Katie and, and Carl trying to attack it, all from the back side of the bed, so that's probably the side with the least amount of cats, I'll grab like a chair or something and just try to break try the to chair. Hit it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and do a brawl. All righty. There we are. Complete miss, 62 out of 55. Okay, well, I think that it would be nearly impossible for you to miss, but you probably hit a bunch of cats in the process as oh, well. Oh, Um. And it doesn't seem to have any effect on the creature. Uh, but you can definitely see the cats are having some effect on it, although it's killing cats faster than it's. You're going to, oddly enough, even though you've got like 50 cats, you're going to run out of cats. Um, do I see the glowing sword? Yeah. Um, I have a crazy idea. This is probably going to kill me, but at this point, what do I have to lose? Um, I sort of 
uh, dash over to where he is with the with the sword. I'm like, give me that. Okay. Did you give it to her? Uh, yeah, I mean, go for the head. I think. I grab it. Go for two hands, and I'm going for a straight up stab right through its head. Okay, do a brawl. One point away from a hard success. Okay. Bend it. Um, I also got a hard success, but uh, I'm not really trying to dodge. So uh, I'm going to say that as you bring the sword down on the creature, uh, one of its many arms, now that you notice it like has eight legs, mm -hmm. um, comes whipping out with these tremendously big claws and it, it makes contact with your uh, torso. So, yeah. um, the, I wanted to, uh, let me see if I can find first the damage for the sword is. Um, uh, 1d8 plus one plus the damage bonus if you have it. I, I do, 1d4. Okay, so 1d8 plus 1 plus 1d4. Okay, so let me grab a d4. Yeah. I swear I should have a full setup for days like this. Oh, for God's sake, come on. Ah, there we are. Okay. Uh, d8, 5 plus 1 plus two so yeah eight all right you do eight points of damage and it does four points of damage to you as it breaks across it wrecks your uh your uh, beautiful uh, leather jacket cuts it oh is that how you want to play this and, fucker. It, and, it, <laughs> and it, it it burns the feeling right uh so one two three okay could be worse uh, I have actually won some of the highest HP I've ever had. All right, what's next? Um, uh, Bart, what are you doing downstairs? You're hearing fighting going on, obviously upstairs. And I the think rebels, that the rebels, I have to go more than the rebels are attacking. I'm starting to try to make my way up the stairs. I've got to warn them the rebels are upon us. Okay, so you're you're making your way up the stairs. You'll, you'll be to the top of the stairs at the next round. Clive, uh, Clive, I want you to. Uh, what? Well, what are you doing? You see that you've you've hit the thing. Yeah, if oh. I if I just did no effect, but I hurt the cats. Then right. I'm going to stop attacking it. I, I you, there's. You can see that wherever the cats are scratching on it, it seems to be bleeding. But the it's not blood. It's like rainbow liquid. It's this strange multi-hued shimmering sort of stuff coming out of it uh you it, it's hard to read any kind of expression on its face because it's so alien yeah but you suddenly get the, the impression that the thing is panicking um it's now just trying to get the fuck away from the cats uh and and where uh, katie hit it it's definitely damaged the sword seems to have permanently damaged it, unlike the bullets. Um, I sort of spot what he's doing. I'm like, 
just I'm like, um, distract it. Um, Carl, what are you doing? Uh, I, I'm going to offer to take the sword and we could take turns. How give me a shot. And, uh, you know, because I'm now that I've seen that it's you don't have to say yes. <laughs> but also you're bleeding and I'm not. So she throws it at you. You catch it. <laughs> I think right. Carl, what do you want? Uh, you're going to try to hit it? Yeah, I'm looking for a sort of beheading angle because okay. I feel like I want to be tactical. <laughs> oh, and I actually uh, I rolled a 19, which is a success. And I'm going to spend seven to make that hard. That's okay. I failed. So excellent. It, it's It's panicking. It's trying to get away. And uh, it's not paying attention to you. It's paying attention to the cats. It's got cats all over it, right? Yeah. All right. So that's, uh, I do not have a damage bonus, but it's a D8 or D10 for Eight. the sword. D8, D8, plus, uh, D8 one. plus one. Eight. Okay. Seven for eight. You sever the thing's head. <sighs> and as its head rolls onto the bed and its body twitches, it's it's like the whole body is composed of little tiny thin worms that are all multicolored and they begin to sort of pull back and the thing sort of disintegrates in front of you and the cats all drop to the floor and the ones that are alive there's a lot of dead cats there's a lot of blood everywhere but the cats that drop to the floor um they're meowing and they're suddenly rubbing up on your legs and they're extremely, <laughs> they're extremely happy. And after about five minutes, they all suddenly completely ignore you and just walk out of the house and go back to wherever they are. So Bart, you see all these the cats. Rebels. The and rebels just, are attacking. Just as Bart gets to the door, <laughs> they don't get to see any of this. Everybody get down. They're firing at us. But that was me. That was me. I it didn't it did jack shit. But we killed it. It's so, gone. After you guys are standing there for a few moments and recovering, you're hearing sirens coming. So you did yeah. fire, you're you're in a residential neighborhood and you've shot a gun. We gotta go. We gotta go. They're coming. That's what I've been trying to tell you. They're attacking us right now. It's uh, they they retreated, Bart. Um, let's help you downstairs. Okay. Back door. And my final question is: Do you take anything with you? I have, uh, I have a feeling. I'm like Carl. If you're not keeping that sword, I want it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would even think to stop holding it. I think it would like be fused to my clenched fist how about the bowl something about that mm, no don't know what that did but it something that he did with it made pretty taller cat kill him no oh but with the 23 of praise oh it's so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 
if you leave it there at some point it's going to be it's going to end up probably at the police station and eventually it might end up in bart's shop or something all right that's the end of our story all right how'd you like what would you think also somewhere once we get out of the property we have to wrap something around Kay's chest because she took a right. non, non-trivial chest wound yeah all right yeah. so uh wilhelm porter uh had at some point learned a little bit about in his studies of tibet and stuff had learned about the idea of uh, uh lucid dreaming mm-hmm. and he had managed uh, to learn a meditation uh that's what the bowl is the bowl is they they take the, the stick and they roll it around and yeah. it makes the sound yeah. uh, but you got to do that for like an hour or so mm-hmm. and you have to concentrate on the right things and he was able to move in and out of the dream world the thing is is that at some point he attracted the attention of a cat from saturn which is what that was and it followed him back killed him and started eating him the cat had the ability to create that sort of mucus to keep the body from decaying so that it could survive for a while and then it was stuck in our world so it was just biding its time earthly cats the the saturn cats are their their deadly enemy so as soon as the saturn cat was there for a while cats started to notice something was wrong and what they did was they alerted one another and said we've got to form an army because these things are big powerful monstrous beasts um but we can't make any noise because if we make noise it'll know we're here and it'll attack us before we attack it and we don't we want to have enough numbers to be able to attack it so uh clouder is actually what a group of cats is technically called the clouder so the silent clouder is what the cats were and they were regimenting themselves just like a little army um to get ready and attack the cat they weren't interested in anything else this was their number one priority was killing this thing and they didn't want you to go inside because cats protect humans from such monsters uh, until you had the sword and once you had the sword they were like all right you figured it out now you know what to do go kill this damn thing and we will help but uh that's that's basically the whole story uh i ran this whole thing with john john ran it for me and i was the only person playing so I was, I did pretty much what you guys did. I was like, call the police. Right. Uh, we need to start off as good citizens. Yeah, it might mm-hmm. be a neighbor who, uh, who, and I can't remember, I did manage, I think I managed to get somebody to break into the house with me and they were killed. And uh, uh, that's kind of- Killed by the, the beast. Killed by the, killed by the beast, yeah. So anyways, let me go ahead and finish it. We can chit chat a little bit about it. It went, what, a half an hour, 40 minutes over. That's cool. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Jen Overtaz, David Gassaway, and Stuart Lively with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games and learn the fine arts of game playing, game mastering. There's a link below. 
We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.